This Three Beards Media podcast is sponsored by Revelton Distilling Company. When Rob and Christy Taylor started following the Kentucky Bourbon Trail in 2012, they fell in love with not only bourbon, but the entire distilling process. Just eight short years later, in 2020, Revelton Distilling Company was opened, offering an entire family of products, including vodka, gin, whiskey, and Revelton Shine. Come visit the tasting room at 1400 West Clay Street in Osceola, Iowa, where you can sample one of their many spirits, including four gold medal winners. Can't make it to Osceola today? Not a problem, as you can pick some up at your local Hy-Vee or Fairway grocery stores. Follow Revelton Distilling on Twitter or Instagram at ReveltonDC or their website, www.reveltondistilling.com. This Three Beards Media podcast may contain mature themes, and if you're not down with that, we got three words for you. Like the podcast. Nailed it! Would you like to sample some of my nuts? Welcome to yet another edition of Old Man Strength. I am Tim Johnson, joined as always by Chris Shipley. We are Old Man Strength, brought to you by Revelton Distilling Company. Chris, how are you doing today? You remember uh, <laughs> remember the episode we did, New Beginnings? I think it was like back in April. Uh, we, can, uh, we may have to have another New Beginnings uh, job uh episode here in a couple months i don't know uh i'm doing as best as can be expected right it's I mean, it's it's been a week it's it's been a week but you know let's be honest i just talked to a buddy of mine who uh who's got chemo tomorrow and things like that and that puts your life in perspective so uh, i'm fine i'll be fine people got a lot worse than me so i got a supportive wife and kids who care and the amount of people, and you know what, as much as Twitter has been called a cesspool and deservedly so, I've had the nicest, kindest kind. people reach out to me with leads and, and suggestions. So everything's all right in the world. Yeah. You know, um, uh, for a lot of our listeners, there's been a lot going on. <laughs> um uh, Chris and I got a chance, you know, sidebar, Chris and I got a chance to to meet up over the holidays. We haven't we haven't had one of these these episodes since then. We've got a chance to to sit down and and yeah, and ha- have a beer, have some food, um talk a little bit, uh have a lot of fun, deal with some obnoxious person at the bar. It was oh my it was, God, I guess. <laughs> It was our, it was great. I got I got to see the boys. I got a hug. It felt very good. It was a very refreshing, uh, energizing. I got a, a, a bottle of, of whiskey from our, our friends at Revelton that Chris owed me over uh, a football game bet because he's dumb enough to bet on the Bears. 
Um, <laughs> so it <laughs> that was early in the season when I thought we weren't going to tank. Yeah, well, so so a lot of a lot of uh, bad decisions by Chris early and often. Uh, but we did have a, we did have a great holiday season. We do welcome all of you listeners back. But yes, it has been it's been a week. Chris will, I'm sure, eventually share a lot more for all of you guys. Um, uh, but it's been man, it's been a whirlwind. Um, it has. I, yeah, but I'm I'm glad you guys are with us. I'm glad you guys are listening and sticking with us. We have some exciting things to share as well um but speaking of exciting chris i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna continue bsing anymore i i want you to to introduce our our guest that's gonna kick off 2023 for us yeah 2023 season four we made it four seasons i can't can't believe that we haven't been canceled although we run it so (laughs) so if you don't like our content that's just too bad uh but, uh, you know, I, uh, this gentleman every once in a while pops up on my Twitter feed, uh, likes some of my comments, things like that. Uh, uh, super great perspective who I wanted to bring on. Uh, CEO of Sukup Manufacturing, uh, Iowa State graduate, former Iowa legislature member, uh, Steve Sukup. Thanks for uh, coming on, Old Man Strength. We appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate it, Chris and Tim. And uh, uh, here. So, so Steve, uh, we're we're very grateful that that you have joined us. Um, boy, uh, Chris and I have a, a perspective on things that I think uh, I don't know three or four people relate to. Um, but uh, you have have I. Uh, had i think a perspective not just on iowa uh certainly not just on iowa state sports or iowa state as as a culture uh but you've someone who has had an influence very broadly um so we appreciate uh what you have to to share with with us and our listeners um but uh are you prepared to 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 talk with Chris and I about um, a little bit of everything we're going to talk about tonight. Absolutely. I'm, I'm game on everything. Love to talk about Iowa state, uh, love traveling. Uh, uh, I've got two passports and so we've got operations in uh, Europe and the Ukraine. And so uh uh, we and we actually have had the president of China, Xi Jinping, on my farm. So uh, we've we've uh, we enjoy the international scene as well as everything in Iowa. That's that's a little more worldly than I would say that Chris or I are. Frankly. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. I've been to Cancun. That's about it. so so uh steve steve for our listeners who may not be familiar with you why don't you go ahead and give us uh a little kind of brief introduction for for all of our our, our listeners okay uh grew up in iowa uh i've always enjoyed it 
4-H, uh, enjoyed 4-H, was a page in the legislature. So that's what got me interested in a little bit of the politics and things. So I spent four months down in uh, Des Moines as a page during the week and had a blast uh, uh, doing that. Met some uh, good friends and some still some friends down there uh, currently that uh, still hang around the legislature. Uh, came back, went to Iowa State uh, Industrial Engineering, and I always have enjoyed industrial engineering because you're uh, making something, you're seeing product changes, and yet you're also having to work with a customer. Uh, sales engineering is a part of that degree. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, what can we do to help the customer? What's the, the long-term gain? You don't want a customer one time. Uh, sort of our little mantra in our uh, uh, company now is the best best thing that happens as a repeat customer. And that's what you want to uh, keep happening. And uh, uh, so I enjoyed the industrial engineering. I uh, met my wife at Iowa State across the street at the Tridel House. And uh, uh, so we've been uh, uh, going back to Ames uh, a lot of weekends for football and basketball. Uh, we even did the Johnny Orr. Uh, uh, we do a hog roast for Johnny Orr. My wife's uh, uh, dad uh, was good friends with Johnny Orr, and so we'd roast a hog for Johnny and some of the basketball players during the before the season. And he'd have his entire garage lined up with golf clubs, <laughs> all three sides of the garage, and uh, so <laughs> and he'd have a story, a story with each one of them. So anyway, so it was uh, it was a, a blast. So uh, Iowa State's been uh, ingrained in our family throughout the throughout the whole stay but uh seeing the ch- changes in the last you know 10 years just with the programs and everything it's just been been unreal yeah you know um so chris and i both uh came of age during the johnny era um uh we did okay. have we were lucky enough to have the godfather john malters on the podcast uh, and he might have done the best Johnny Orr impersonation that I think I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, obviously that man is a legend, uh, but, you know, you've had uh, your own impact on Iowa State and Iowa State sports for sure. Yeah. And the, one of those when you mentioned Johnny, I mean, you know, he just it was one of those things. One of the times we were at Johnny's, uh, you know, at his house. He goes, do you know what? I don't have a single blankety blank full <laughs> court basketball practice facility or a court that is actually regulation size mm-hmm. on the university campus. I mean, we had what, what buyer and uh, that was even before lead and uh, state uh, gym, state gym. That was the one I was going for. <laughs> right, and right. You know, they'd close off state gym to let the basketball team practice. And, and yet there, there wasn't a, well, you, uh, you could dribble on state. You could, yeah. You could dribble on state gym. I, you just didn't know which direction the basketball was going to go when it hit the floorboards. <laughs> well, yeah. And there wasn't a court that was regulation. And so that was, uh, or one of the things when we got involved with the, uh, the new, uh, a comp basketball complex is that's always what stuck with me was that, you know, Johnny, they never had a regulation basketball court to play on. And then uh, when, uh, and it was, you know, Jamie Pollard and Frank Nogle 
uh, and we did the tour and they didn't have a locker room they could call their own. Yeah. Wow. They'd move, they would move in and out of Hilton and, you know, there wasn't a locker room. And so when, you know, Jamie said, I'm going to build this practice or, you know, basketball complex and, you know, the women's team's going to have exactly what the men's team have. So, I mean, we've, he always duplicated that and that's just been the, uh, so when we toured that and it was just sort of brick and mortar at the time or uh, block and mortar and uh, uh, you know it was just something that had to happen for our, our teams and uh, at that time it was around the Fred Hoiberg and Greg McDermott times when you know we were expecting things to be on the up and uh, get the right things put together for our team and so we enjoyed being a part of that. So you've yeah. seen go ahead, go ahead Chris. No you've seen some of those changes and, and things like that, but it, <clears throat> Jamie's plan with Sightown is gonna is gonna make a big difference. What I, I'm curious, what your feelings are on that, knowing that you 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 may or may not be involved, but what 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 are your feelings on Sightown and how that's gonna look and play out? Oh, I think it's one that uh, fits the you know the culture, the aim, to excitement, like the basketball game last night, just the whole crowd rocking, and then. What was it? Was it the Oklahoma game when there's like 800 people in the, the stands yep. or something like that yeah. for the men's game? And, uh, uh, I mean, you, you know, you come to Iowa State and, you know, we don't take any game for granted. But, uh, you know, we fill up the stands and uh, the folks are ready to yell and cheer and, uh, you know, enjoy and enjoy the game, enjoy the sport. So uh, I think the combination of Town between the – Hilton and the uh, Jack Trice is is going to be a good fit. I mean, it's going to take a lot of commercial involvement to make it to make it happen. So uh, we've enjoyed being a part of the you know the physical, whether it's the practice facility, the comp basketball complex, or the end zone. Uh, you know, it's been fun there. Or even the the golf facility. You've been out to the golf facility. It's a it's a grain bin out there, Chris and Tim. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, I have not played golf in Ames or up there for a very long time. So I need to make that trip. Yeah. No, Hey, we did sponsor a hole though. Uh, we did. Yeah. For, for, uh, the Trice legacy, uh, uh, foundation tournament. So we, we should care a little bit more about golf in Ames. Maybe you and I should actually go meet up in Ames and, and actually play some golf. Um, You're right with that. Yeah, just another thing I could beat yet. So that sounds great. Oh no, it is. It, <laughs> yeah, no, they've done a nice job. So I mean, they've got all the all the team sports. So so you know, uh, Steve, like we 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 talk a little bit on this pod. So Chris and I, you know, grew up like we said, coming of age uh, through the Johnny Orr era. Um, watching going to, to college when we transitioned from from Walden to McCarney and actually learning how to kind of be a grown-up program right like like a lot of the Iowa State program for a long time was was frankly you know not a a, a big boy program but like we've had a lot of these things and you know I I used to work with um I used to work with a gentleman who who when he was at the university of Minnesota, literally have had to 
turn on the lights just so the gopher men's basketball team could practice. Like they didn't have someone else to even do that. They didn't have, they still don't have the facilities that Iowa state has. Okay. Uh, right. Like, like on, honestly, it, it, I I'm in a giant metropolitan area and the gophers still don't have uh, the facilities that, that Iowa state has. So what has it been like for someone like you to watch the, the, the nascency of, of, Iowa State sports coming into the 21st century to where they're at today. What what has that been like to be a part of seeing that change and grow? Well, well, it uh, it's been a great uh, uh, progress. Uh, you know, uh, usually try and stop by the uh, complex like about once a year just to say hi to the coach and uh, see some of the team and things like that. And you know the 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 locker room uh the rec area with the pool table and the you know they got all the snackables they've got the little stadium seating theater that they can do the the team meeting and you know i you know i, I don't know what some of the other universities have but it's one that uh you know we've got everything somebody needs to be able to be competitive and i think looking at both our sports, whether it's basketball or football, I mean, everybody's goal is to go to the pros and you look at basketball and go through the list that we've got on the, the pros, you know, uh, well, Therese Halliburton, you know, should be, you know, he'll be, he should be all pro or whatever. If, 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 he, if he's, Yang, if, if he's not an all-star this year, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And you know, they're just that they're the ones uh, making their names for him or, uh, or Horton out in, LA I haven't tracked lately how he's been doing but I mean we've we're making an impact throughout the the league there and then uh but football I mean you got uh did we have what 10 guys that have played on uh, the mm-hmm. NFL this year or it's somewhere around there and I mean that's everybody's just give me the shot and our coaches are providing that for our athletes and so uh I think that's you know that's what they can uh, sell. And then when you come to a stadium, you know, whoever wants to, somebody go, jumps off to the SEC, great. But when you don't have anybody in your stands, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's uh, you know, like for all of us, you know, money's, money's nice, but at some point you want, you want, it's a portion of everything. And uh, so, and I know we'll probably get into that NIL, but uh, that's a whole game changer that we're probably three, five years away from really knowing what's, what's happened with the sport. So. Yeah. It's a question that I, that I wanted to ask you, but speaking of uh, of football, raise your hand. If you really thought that at some point in your life, two Iowa state rookies would be voted rookies of the year. (laughs) I mean, we might have the two best offensive rookies, out there and, and Brees Hall and, and Brock Purdy. It, it's Brock Purdy is the story of the league right now. It's, it's crazy. And um, it couldn't have happened to a better kid, honestly. I mean, level headed and, and humble. And th- I think the kid's going to handle it right. Uh, so that, that's got to be nice to see. Yeah. No, that's uh, for the Purdy family and, uh, you know, the way they, you know, they embraced uh, Iowa State and then getting the 
the you know what the perfect situation which you know i'm sure pro sports there's a lot of those breaks but he he sees the opportunity and he was ready to so that that's uh that's what all puts it in place so that'll be uh yeah fun uh fun watching the the 49ers, it's been a while since I cheered for them, but uh, we'll, <laughs> I know. Well, they're coming I'm, out of the woodwork. Well, yeah, so we, we've got the bite, you know, between the Vikings and then we've been following, you know, Alan Lazard and the Packers. Uh, right. So anyway, we've had we've had a lot, you know, everybody's had somebody to to chase. And uh, uh, as we say, there's still a chance. So. Yeah, I, I, I saw the, the Reagan t-shirts that, uh, out of Des Moines there. I uh, had a shirt that said, I'm not really a 49ers fan, but I cheer <laughs> for uh, Purdy and Kittle. I think uh, yeah. there, there's been something about Purdy and Kittle there that, you know, you talk about how divided this country is, Democrat, Republican, uh, uh, anything. I mean... Chris, you know, from our from our era of uh, East Coast West Coast rappers, uh, like 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 literally the only thing that is bringing people together right now in the state of Iowa is Purdy and Kittle, and it's very beautiful to see because it doesn't matter if you hate or love the other team, you get to root for what is going on. Right, and it's and it's great to see how much those two love each other and appreciate each other and respect each other. And I mean, like Brock. George Kittle is making Brock's uh, season. Like, oh yeah, you don't you don't have Brock Purdy without George Kittle, and what? Yeah, and you don't have George Kittle's like rejuvenation of of his career. Like he is he's he has had more touchdowns in the last three games of the Brock Purdy than he had with Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance all season long before Brock came along. It's been fun to see that happen, and it's been a great thing I think for the state of Iowa. Um, Steve, from your perspective, uh, as someone who kind of supports a lot of things going on in the state of Iowa, uh, that has to be fun to see, right? Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah. And the whole team aspect, getting that McCaffrey, uh, for, uh, uh, Purdy and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I've, I, I've got, uh, one of those I've, I owed, I think that just settles the supper somewhere along the line, but eventually, <laughs> Eventually, I'll pay up on, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I remember uh, going to uh, a basketball camp um, uh, way back in the day when Jess Settles was a recruit and, and got to see Jess Settles. Tom Davis brought in Jess Settles as one of his recruits to, to come to basketball camp for us. Uh, so <laughs> that, that is what, well, and one, the great thing is, is, is I was a high schooler when he brought in Jess Settles and I had a mortgage and three kids by the time Jess Settles was out of college. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, uh, uh, so, so, you know, Steve, you've had, uh, an impact on Iowa state sports, obviously. Um, but, uh, you know, you mentioned your pedigree of, of meeting your wife at Iowa state. Uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, what that means and, and how you and your family and, and, and everything have been part of the Iowa state family, but what it's meant to be able to give back to that Iowa state family as well. Oh, well, it's one you 
get uh, lifelong friends. I mean, one of my uh, uh, my best best man at my wedding and friends. Uh, he worked at Rockwell International, another industrial engineer. And you know, back in 1976, we we're talking about GPS that they were working on the system for railroads. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, "Yeah, you can track the railroads. Are going to track all their trains, and you're going with satellites. And you're going, wow, that's that's." pretty cool and so anyway <laughs> yeah friends do that uh one of our other good friends uh he was an exchange student from italy and i just got off the phone before i jumped on with you guys he has a project he he's working on between his manufacturer in italy and one of the companies he works with in the uh the states a special project that he's a good metal manufacturer for and so uh, we've been longtime friends we uh Actually, he was from Turin, uh, Italy, and so we saw the Shroud of Turin over there uh, when I was in college, went and visited him for a summer, and uh, uh, so yeah, so it's uh, just developed lifelong friends. I've got a couple others that uh, we're going to get on a catamaran here in a few weeks and do some uh, Bahamas uh, uh, sailing, and so it's, uh, <laughs> you know, the friends you meet at Iowa State are just genuine, and they're, they're life lifelong, and uh, uh, so it's... Uh, ones and my uh wife uh you know met at iowa state and uh uh you know we've three children and so anyway and uh, they've all gone to iowa state uh one of them i have to say never say never they went to iowa law school but uh <laughs> they, they, they recovered well and so we're all we're all <laughs> yeah i know i mean all I, good, I, so. I understand there's there's some no uh my so uh my folks met at iowa state uh, my folks had three kids. We all went to Iowa State. When I was actually, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, when I was a freshman at, at Iowa State, both my sisters were at Iowa State. Both their husbands were at, at Iowa State. My dad was getting his second degree from Iowa State. <laughs> so so between, but in in the five of us in our family, to my my sisters and my parents, we have seven degrees from Iowa State, and at one point, four out of the five of us were getting a degree from Iowa State. Um, we never got on the field as one of those Cyclone Family of the Years. I gotta say, like, no one, no one ever recognized how many tens of thousands of dollars were going to the university. I'm just we gonna say, there. there's no Johnson End Zone Club. There, there, there is the north, the north End Zone Club. There, there should be a Johnson End Zone Club. There should be at least uh, a Tim Johnson disappointed drinking on the sidelines uh, club. Um, you're gonna have to section. take the north one. We've got the south one. So yeah, 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 yes. So, so Steve, if 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 you uh if you want a challenge for which which one of us is gonna own uh the end zone, uh you might have the money, but I think my family might have put just as much money just just to make that happen. Um, uh, Timing's it, everything. Timing's everything. <laughs> no, that that's 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 very true. Um, uh, but I, you know, you've we've talked a lot. Like like we mentioned uh, earlier that you know we've we've had Dan McCartney on this podcast, and and we've had Bill Fenley on this podcast. We've had Jimmy Pollard on this podcast. We've had John Walters on this podcast. We've we've had a lot of people that have seen 
a lot of things happen over the course of 20, 30 years uh, in Iowa State athletics. Um, uh, you obviously have kept your your ear to the wall of, of Iowa State athletics and Iowa State just goings on uh, over those years. What do you think has been... Um, what do you think is has been kind of the most revelatory things that have happened over those that that time? Oh, well, I mean, you, you start off with the, uh, you know, the new stadium out there uh, from uh, Clyde Williams out to Jack, Jack Trice. And we didn't have Jack Trice right away. But, and you know, the the naming of Jack Trice and being student initiated. And uh, I think is one of the classic things that sets uh, Iowa state apart that we know what the right thing is to do at the right time. It's not. Okay. Oh, all of a sudden we got to throw a logo down on our uh, Iowa city field because that's what, we've been forced to do it they agreed on it immediately but we had yep. people doing the right thing at the right time and uh you know it's one of those jamie pollard has been the institutional change that he has uh uh just the foresight that he knows what makes sense and it's gonna do it i mean you know one time and uh Randy Peterson, you know, enjoyed chatting with Randy occasionally. For another coach, you know, I suppose he called Bergstrom or you or something. And it was like, no, Jamie has a one-person uh, <laughs> search team. And uh, Jamie's going to land on who's the right fit and checks all the boxes. And so, yeah, there's there's not much of a uh, <laughs> uh, sort of like uh, selecting – Sort of like ESPN trying to select their celebrity star. Thank you for the suggestion, <laughs> but it doesn't mean anything. So, uh, and and you know that's you know what, and we've you know we've had good coaches, and you can't control everything. But I mean, getting TJ back. I mean, you know, last night, and Chris and I was chatting earlier on that. I mean, you know, Hilton Coliseum was I thought electric, or just at end of the game. But just everybody watched the players and that, you know, mentioning Randy, you know, he came over and said, these guys are having fun. And, you know, TJ's intense, but he knows to let the, the team have fun together. And that's what's going to develop. And, uh, you know, that's what's going to happen with football or as we get into that, you know, the, the recruiting class that Matt's put together is fantastic. And then basketball. And I mean, it's, we're at a real stage of uh, we, we can go to the next, next level. It's, it's been one of those things uh, I guess for me, cause like, I won't say that I have agreed with every decision that has happened. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, certainly. Uh, oh, the student section. Uh, Come on, Tim. No, 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 I, I, no, Steve, I love Dude, that you immediately that's... knew where I was going to jump there. I love, because the, I do, like, there, there's, there's a challenge. So, you know, I, listening to that game on TV last night, it was amazing okay. to hear Hilton rocking as much as it was. 
I I certainly remember back in the nineties when I was in college and listening to the way things were rocking and like you know those like Marcus Pfizer is on our podcast network uh, and, and, yeah. and 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 uh, and and has his own podcast. Yeah, remembering all of all of all of that time. Uh, the last time I remember Hilton being like just absolutely crazy insane. I was lucky enough to be at at that Oklahoma State game when uh, Naz hit uh, the long three to tie the game. <laughs> and Mane hit the long three to win the game. That's like like you could feel that in like your kidneys, like that type <laughs> of thing. Uh, but I think part of what did do that was certainly the, the student section, and I and I do I do struggle sometimes that that some of that has changed. Um, you know, we don't we don't have our cam and crazies. We don't have have some of those things. So I do sometimes struggle with some of that. But it was fun last night to hear. Uh, to, to watch it and not like we were on ESPN. We were on ESPN too. We were on like a, a big Monday game. It was, it was an extra game, but to hear, like to be able to feel that for me sitting, you know, on my couch in Minneapolis and to still get that vibe was still a lot of fun. And I think that's something that maybe I even, even, you know, a, a lower tier game for, for a big 12 and, and maybe a game where, yeah, we don't have the student section where they really should be. My, my nephews that are Iowa state <clears throat> would really wish they could be there, but uh, it was exciting to hear a, a very palpable uh, student section. Yeah, and uh, I'm not even sure if they're back in session yet. But anyway, but everybody was that everybody, you know, uh, everybody kept the stands full, and uh, yeah, and I mean that's what's fun, and that's as you mentioned, as I texted him right after the game because somebody posted, uh, might have been Chris, I'm not sure, but anyway, just you know something like. That was one of those, and you know, you know, Nas set the standards for this is how we're going to finish a game. And, yeah. Uh, you know, he, he he replies back immediately, and I mean, all our all our players are still fully into Iowa State, and so we've you know they've set a standard for us. So. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I you know I, I I say all the time you know online like you know Chris and I grew up with that that uh, Barry Stevens, Jeff Grayer, Jeff Hornacek, Victor Alexander. Era. <laughs> like that's that's I mean, let's the... hold on now for a second i'm not quite that old i mean i was in <laughs> middle school when hornacek but, but my point is that's the, that, <laughs> that's that's the iowa state that we know you know what i mean like like yeah, that's, yeah. No. that's 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 the standard yeah right yeah that's the standard and you know and to see those guys who you know hey at one point the the golden state warriors started three different Iowa state players on their roster. Like, like that type of thing has happened, but to see guys like Naz or Monte or, or George or Tyrese and the way they represent Iowa state uh, is kind of an unparalleled thing that I don't think uh, we could have ever imagined. And they're doing it so well with, with such class and, um, just enthusiasm and and like who can't root for those guys 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, and, uh, I mean, as you look ahead at her, so you talked to the basketball complex when Jamie designed it, you know, the men's and women's had equal sections and that was so huge for, uh, you know, Bill Finley and the team that, uh, he retold the story that one of the opposing coaches, you know, big 12 coaches came in and said, you know, and Bill says, yeah, this is our practice, you know, court and everything they go okay yeah that's nice when do you have to share it he goes no this is our basketball court you don't share it no this is a women's basketball facility and so that was like now we're on a you know that was a level that was established and a stake in the the game and uh so that's been been huge for them and then you look at tj the recruiting that he's got coming in in the next couple of years i mean it's uh uh it's it's great and uh i understand a few of the seniors don't know what, you know, we got a bunch of seniors on the team, but I think there's a few that come back next year. One of the the guys said uh, last night or, you know, just because they're listed as a senior doesn't mean that they're, they're uh, playing days are over. Right. <laughs> right. So. Well, and I think Hilton and the, and the atmosphere leads to, to that, to those kids wanting to come back. And for, you know, the reasons that Naz and George and, yeah. and Tyrese are so passionate about us and, and even, you know, Alan uh, with the Packers, you know, he would eventually sometimes will wear his Iowa State gloves and right and things like that. They represent very well. I, I want to circle back real quick because I feel like we were on yep. the edge of getting a response from you about the student sectioning. Of Tim talked a little I really longer. I, I, I didn't I, think I was that close to the nerve. I didn't realize I, I was I, close to the I, nerve. So I, tried, I, tried to, I tried to let him off the hook, Chris. I appreciate that you're, you're no, calling I, both I, of us to the I'm mat casting there. back out. I'm casting back out because I feel like we were going to get a little bit of a tidbit there. Because uh, I will tell you, uh, and Steve, you probably know, I, you probably have seen, I'm, I'm on Twitter a lot. What? I, I, would, I wouldn't say no, that I have not. the pulse of the Iowa State fans, but I will say, that the overall theme, and I've been in the end zone, I've been in the stadium. It is not the same thing where they've moved those students in, in, in the football stadium. And the, and I have seen a lot of people comment. It looks different in Hilton. And I, was saying, I would I, I would argue, I would argue Hilton has a bigger impact than football, frankly. Yeah, well, I don't know about that because I, I was at home games and it was hard. I can remember the student section being right next to the band and the band and the students interacting so much that it's almost, they're so far separated now that it's, it, it okay. is kind yeah. of Yeah. So, so regardless of football, basketball, whatever, what is the proximity that football are that the students should have for football, basketball, volleyball for that? You know what I mean? Like what, what role should the students be playing in, in, in college sports? Well, I go back to the open days of seating at the football stadium for the student section. That was, uh, you talk about a, uh, stampede and, uh, enthusiasm. That was, uh, uh, yeah, that I, was quite I, the, I, I the classic tr- case back then. I remember charging for a seat just to be able to get <laughs> to sit down. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, that was a good way to kind of deflect the answer, but, but I think Chris did have an answer. Uh, should the students be closer? 
Oh, I, yeah. I, I mean, it's, they've always had a strong impact and uh i yeah i i'm not sure i obviously again it wasn't uh you know it was sort of decided how it should happen but uh yeah the the student section uh you hate changing the mojo and so that i think uh what you change uh sort of tackling there is that some of the mojo was changed and we have to figure out how to get get more of that impact back and uh you know the entrance into the stadium by the players or by the opposing players mm -hmm. i think that has that has some of those juices that get flowing for the game and uh, sets the tone so uh, uh so so yeah i you know they, they might put it back on it's uh, one of my sayings is never say never so anyway uh it could still happen okay okay well, that's all we want to know <laughs> <laughs> all right well so this is actually probably a perfect uh time to take a break here uh we just had a politician give us a very political answer to a controversial question. Uh, <laughs> we are going to take a break. We're going to get uh, grab a word from our sponsor, Revelton Distilling Company, uh, and then we will come back and we will have more of a Steve Sukup uh, talking a lot more about not just Iowa State sports, because I know uh, three of you Hawkeye fans are listening to this podcast <laughs> as well, and, and you don't. Uh, care to listen to all of this, but we have a lot of exciting things to talk about. Uh, what just happens in the state of Iowa and just in general, um, uh, what other things people can look forward to. So, we will continue here after a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. At Revelton Distilling Company, everyone has become a part of the Revelton family from the Taylors and their daughter who helped perfect their award winning gins to the team who installed Lucy our 33-foot-tall custom-made still, right down to the local farms that provide our coveted corn, and even the cows on those farms who consume our mash byproduct. Want to see the farm-to-flask come to life? Now you can tour Lucy and find out where we take Iowa's harvest and transform it into our finest spirits. Choose between a 45-minute tour or find out even more by scheduling a VIP behind-the-scenes tour to get the taste of the full Revelton experience. You can visit them at 1400 West Clay Street in Osceola, Iowa, or find all of Revelton's award-winning spirits at any local grocery or spirits retailer. Are you in the market for a new house and unsure of the mortgage process? Want to know that you have someone looking out for you? Kyle Lehman from Wintrust Mortgage is a down-to-earth, knowledgeable lender who can be there for you in your corner. He can work with you in any of the 50 states and is just what you need to expand your home search. Kyle will work with you through the entire process with little to no work from you. Take the worry of the mortgage process out of the equation so that you can focus on looking for your dream home. Contact Kyle at www.wintrust.com forward slash Kyle dash Lehman or call him at 515-473-0546. And we're back. All right. Uh, Tim has uh, taken a quick leave of absence. I'm assuming he's going to go take care of his daughter. So uh, before the break, we were uh, we were talking to Steve about uh, his involvement in, in athletics and so on. <clears throat> Steve, you mentioned earlier, we had talked a little bit about, uh, you had briefly mentioned a little bit about NIL and how that's changing things. 
Yeah. I one of the questions that I've heard a lot on on local radio and so on is is how how does the university tackle that? Um, there's only so many dollars to go around, right? Uh, you're asking yes. uh, people to give to the collective. Um, uh, you know, even you know guys like me who don't make necessarily a donation in the stadium, but that has a season ticket and things like that, and we make a small donation to that. We will collective uh, in those middle donors, but then how? How do you go to the donors that are already giving to the football complex and so on and ask for that? And then do you think maybe they're a little afraid that some of that money that let's say those donors allocate towards the football facilities and things like that, that they'll lose out on some of that in lieu of NIL money? It, oh, it, it's definitely, uh, yeah, tied together. And I mean, you're, you know, asking the same ones that, you know, want to buy, buy so many seats for the football games or have a suite and then you're saying oh you need to spend the same amount to try and keep the players that everybody's recruited so uh it it's really trying to double dip on the same same group there and uh, you know some of the dollars that they're throwing out for some of these players i mean you know that southeast what southeast uh poke tackle offensive tackle yeah. you know not that we like seeing him go to Iowa, but I just soon see these players stay in state. I'm one of those that, whether it's basketball, football, I'd rather see him once a year than somebody going out of state. And uh, you know, and I'll you know I'll I'll use the Harrison Barnes one. I mean, who from North Carolina? I mean, say name the players from North Carolina. I mean, Harrison Barnes. He was just on the TV the other night with Sacramento, but it's like he could have had the same impact. Uh, coming out of Ames as he did North Carolina. So I, I don't doubt that one bit, whether it's Iowa State or Iowa or whatever, we can give them the same lead. And that's where I think what is showing now with the Iowa State program that we talked at the NBA level, we've got players that's, you know, making impacts in the NBA, uh, impacts in the NFL. Uh, and that's what, anybody going to college sports, your next dream is that league. And uh, whether it's coach Campbell or uh, coach Otzenberger, they can, we can show them the path there. So, and, you know, Finley with the WNBA. So that everybody wants to see the path and uh, make a fun experience out of it. Where, where do you think this NIO will be in five years? And there's been discussion about making players, employees uh, 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 employees themselves and, and, and framing it that way. I mean, it's certainly a wild, wild West show at this point. Um, when this all came down to Pike, what, was, what were your initial thoughts on that? Oh, I thought it was going to be probably even wilder than it is now. I think it's tamed down a little bit quicker. I mean, there's a few of the outliers there, but, you know, it, and again, you, you look back, you can't, the NCA tried to keep a lid on a, boiling pot and the, there was just and then they lost control of everything and uh because i even talked to them today that you know with the different agreements that are going on and i mean you can actually have a player on camp i mean you know at this very start it really had to be separated and now it's you know you know they're they're 18 they can make some money and uh, nobody's gonna control that so i mean then uh, my other one is uh well, we all saw, I mean, 
wasn't uh, Ronnie Harmon uh, the very first NIL player? <laughs> that, that, that is a very. <laughs> Steve, I, I very much appreciate that you said that. I don't want to. I don't want to technically acknowledge that, but that was absolutely very, very. Very fair. Uh, the real, but the reality is, you know, I'm like, boy, you go back to the '90s. You got like people like Jeff Smarja uh, out of of Colorado, who couldn't make money is. as a professional skier, right? Okay, like, yeah, right, right. You know, like like the rules got a little silly, where you yeah. couldn't even make money to do, like. You know, man, I wasn't ever going to be uh, a, a college athlete or a professional anything. Don't, sorry. Hey, 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 hey. All Big 12 defensive back Breon Ainsley once told, once came up to me when I was at Iowa State and said, yo, Tim, I saw you in that play. That was tight. Like, I think, <laughs> I think I made an impact. Sorry. I took, uh, I took, I took classes with, uh, with Paul Shirley and, and Marcus Pfizer and they all, they all went, yeah, nerd, take my notes. But still the <laughs> point is, <laughs> the reality I'm going to check with Marcus now to see oh, if that was oh, Mar Mar Marcus doesn't even remember our names and, and he works with us every single day. Uh, but no, no. Um, the reality is, though, is that there are, especially because, you know, you talk about uh, even women's basketball. Uh, yeah. Women's basketball recently has made money. Uh, but for a long, and even then, it's still not great money, right? You you look at what happened with Brittany Griner. Can you imagine if Steph Curry, first of all, Steph Curry wouldn't have to be in Russia playing basketball to be able to supplement his in, his, his income. And second of all, if he was, it would not have taken like four months to to get him out of whatever is going on. Like literally, what has happened is just a travesty. And but the reality is that most most college athletes don't make money, but they're also prohibited from making money. Yeah. So I mean, you, you can't keep i mean uh you know like it was just crazy how they were trying to you know make everything a crime of uh of you know an athlete trying to make some money and uh, uh whether it was the coaches or the athletic departments that uh, you, you can't that can't uh, sustain itself so uh I think we'll find a little bit of an equilibrium here and uh, you know, I still have some fears that there'll be too much money at some of the schools and things like that. But uh, uh, you know, we'll have to, so yeah, we'll have to keep honing up some, I think, you know, we're at that stage, you know, we, we, we are at a position here where Iowa States, you know, both all the programs are really just, at the verge of going to that next, you know, the top 20, top 10 type programs that can maintain themselves there. So, well, so, so, I, so Steve, and I think we got a group of, uh, oh, no, Steve. 
Steve, what I was going to say is uh, you're someone who was who was um, uh, made money and learned how to to uh, uh, manage a lot of that. Like certainly, um, what you've done to to make money to support the Iowa State program is one thing, but like f- just for you and your family, like. Uh, it's, it's a, it's not a nuanced thing. I, I guess I would say. Yeah, no, we've, we've always enjoyed it. I mean, it's one that, uh, we've always felt being a part of it. Uh, you know, one time my, my folks, when we just, they started out, we joined, joined the order of the now, now, and uh, my brother and I were actually members of it. So anyway, uh, and then uh, one of the other little bit first ones was the Student Success Center uh, mm-hmm. across from Maple Willow Larch. There was one of the, you know, the programs to establish, you know, the, the programs for the athletes. And uh, I don't know if you ever noticed the tile roof up on top. Yeah, uh, we helped sort of with the design process with that they they approached us and i says latcher is a a plain black asphalt uh, roof you have on it it needs a <laughs> needs a uh, needs a roof tile because i always loved the armory and uh, the roof tile and uh i said they need to have a colored tile on it and the the foundation director about fell over because he thought i wanted to put sai up there or something and uh, I think it was, which uh, would have been awesome, by the which, way. Which would have been awesome. <laughs> but by, again, Vicky and I had been over in France, in Dijon, France, and that's their style of roofs is a patterned clay tile. And uh, the the foundation director told Joffrey, "Oh, this is cra- crazy! You know, they want to put a patterned tile or something up there." And he goes, "Oh yeah, I've been there. That that's really cool. I think we should do it." And then Warren. <laughs> Warren Madden, you know, he, you mean the clay tile will last for a hundred years? Oh yeah, that's a good investment. So, so that's, if you check out the student success center, that's sort of our design up there. So anyway, and uh, uh, so we like, we like having a little bit of fingerprints on it and a little bit of impact. So yeah. anyway, that fits our mode. Awesome. Uh, I kind of would like to switch gears a little bit. Um, and we won't keep you too much longer. We know you're, you're super busy, but um, you took over as CEO uh, and, and president in 2020, what in February, I think of 2020. Yep. And then, and then COVID hits. How did that, <laughs> boy, how did that, what? how did that affect, you know, maybe what some of your plans were when you're taking it and, and, and what, what happened? How did you handle that? I guess is the best. Way. <laughs> it was an elegant way, Chris. Well, well, you know, look, looking back, you know, that time uh, I was always excited. I've always uh, enjoyed the manufacturing stuff, but you know, at that time, COVID hits. They tell you you're going to need to shut down your plants. Steel prices then triple and triple in uh, price is the other part of it. And then you can't find any uh, workers and then the supply chain falls apart. And uh, so uh, there were some challenges. Uh, we've got a great team here. Uh, we've actually 
Yeah, you know, it's you don't like the rhetoric, but sometimes when challenges present themselves, you do your best, and our team pulled together, and we've had uh, two of our best years ever of just you know taking those challenges. But then, uh, uh, fortunately for the ag industry, it's been a strong industry, and we were able to to respond to it, and so it's it's been uh, been fun at one of our facilities in Manly. One of those exits as you come down from Minneapolis, Tim. Manly's sir, sort of known as the railroad town in North Iowa. So, and, uh, so we've actually got so, a manufacturer. Uh, my, I actually have an uncle who lives in Manly. My mom grew up in Grafton, Iowa, a town of oh, my. 40 people. Uh, she was a St. Answer Saint. Uh, I, <laughs> my cousin went to uh, the the uh Manly School District. I am very familiar with Manly. Yeah, and we've got a steel center there, and we wouldn't have been able to survive uh, without having eighty uh, percent of our steel comes in by rail, and we actually have railroad tracks going through the middle of our building that the locomotive goes through, and we unload the steel cars from the steel mills that we get direct throughout the U.S. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's just doing things like that, that we didn't plan that, you know, steel was going to be tough to get in the last three years, but we did that six years ago. So we've been a little bit fortunate to take a look ahead and have a few initiatives and say, hey, this makes sense. Let's let's go ahead and do it. And uh, so that's how we've we've done a little bit with our manufacturing and the safety homes that's, you know, been distributed throughout the world and uh uh you know helping a few of our friends over in ukraine as well so uh i visited a number of times over there and so have uh you know it's one of those that you enjoy being like being able to make a positive impact where you where you land yeah steve that was actually a question i wanted to ask um uh because you mentioned uh having an influence in in ukraine and in not that, that Chris and I are, are a uh, political forward podcast, but certainly uh, it's not the geopolitics aside. That's a kind of a big deal. Um, what what has that meant to you and what have you been looking at as that entire situation has progressed? Well, uh, we've been involved in the Ukraine operation for, well, we've worked with, worked with them for about 15 years. I've gone over there about three times, uh, 10 years ago, you know, about every two years I've gone to the Ukraine. Uh, great, great people work hard. Uh, one of my picks, the first time I was there, I took a picture with a Lenin statue. I mean, we don't see very many of those around here and you sort of thought of I mean, you know, at the, looking back, you feel a little bit worse about it. But at the time, it was felt like a novelty that you take your picture by a Lenin yeah. statue. And then one of my later trips before all this broke out, it had been torn down. I mean, the Ukrainians don't like the Russians. It's not going to work. There's no love there. Yep. And uh, no matter what happens, it's it's not going to not going to work. And so. Uh, they have their nationality. Uh, I mean, there's churches in every community. You know, we sort of have this, but they have a, uh, you know, non-religion type 
attitude, but uh, they're all baptized. They all have churches in the community. And, uh, it, you know, the Ukraine is their nationality, period. And so it's, uh, uh, and, you know, for us, you know, just for our side, you know, Ukraine's the largest breadbasket in Europe. So, I mean, it's one of those when you have that many tillable acres, uh, we want to be a part of that, uh, part of that economy over there. And uh, so we've got that operation that we got one in Denmark that's also uh, uh, been a very nice facility for our Western Europe operations and uh they actually we uh, they actually brought uh, uh 30 of their employees over uh, for the vikings packers game at the start of the season here so we oh. gave them some real skulls so <laughs> oh oh so, so you wanted them to be disappointed in a lot of ways that's fine <laughs> as a viking fan i can i, I can tell you uh no, it's fine. They can also it, be just it'll be over. It'll be over this week. <laughs> oh, the misery no, no. will be over this weekend. No, that that that's fine, Chris. <laughs> could, could you tell me what, what uh playoff game your team is, is in? Yeah, it'll be the Super Bowl <laughs> next year. <laughs> you, the season's over. I can start pulling out all my bears preparing it. It's a whole new season now. Number yeah. one pick. I'm sure we won't mess that up. <laughs> no, uh no, uh Steve, I uh, one of the things I would be remiss if we didn't talk about, though, is, um, you know, we talk about Iowa State sports. We talk about you and your family's uh, influence on Iowa State sports. But I think uh, one of the things on Old Man Strength we talk about is is uh, life lessons. And, uh, you know, you took uh, industrial engineering. You took a lot of other lessons from college and you uh, very bluntly you took you developed like a, a brand and a, a business and and developed uh, uh, a company and 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 uh and building things what what do you think is something that you if you were to impart one word of wisdom to our listeners what would that be Oh, adventure. I, I, uh, each day, I mean, you can make, you can make each day an adventure. There's always something out there to, to grab. I mean, uh, I, you know, I was going to try and stay away from the other nerve, uh, of Chris's between uh, being, uh, student sections, but, uh, politics. <laughs> uh, but one of the guys I sat beside, uh, in the early days at, uh, Jack Trice, stadium was uh, uh jerry crawford uh who's one of the directors oh. you know democrat party and, I, I was gonna say yeah. say what one of your uh one of your uh legislator partners yeah yeah and uh uh you know jerry's you know uh you know throughout the democrat party but uh i've gotten to know him and then uh, got uh, you know, friends. And I mean, you can be genuine about, you know, how you work with people. And, uh, so got involved with Jerry and his Donegal and the horse scene. And, uh, oh, yeah. so last year, uh, <laughs> we got, you know, Jerry, uh, you know, and put together the, you know, the team there and won the Belmont and, you know, is ran in the Del in the Derby a number of years. And so it's just, you know, whether it's, uh, it's not, and somebody else would sort of put it, it's not, who you know it's you take the opportunities to get to know and it's sort of like 
like today, I mean, today, you know, Tim, Chris, you know, you know, uh, you know, you, you have some of the, you know, the Twitter stuff that, Hey, I agree. And that you go, Oh, Whoa, I'm not gonna, <laughs> where do we yeah. go with that one? But I mean, it's one of those that, uh, uh, we can be on the same page most of the time. And so it's, you know, I would never, and, and I've loved, uh, loved, uh, being on the same, literally and figuratively being on the same track as, uh, Jerry Crawford. So it's been fun. Yeah. Steve, that's the world would be a really boring place if everybody agreed on everything. <laughs> I, uh, one of my best friends, who is a sponsor of this podcast, is a friend of yours as well, Rob Taylor. Oh, oh yeah, uh, Rob. I grew up. Rob's I grew up with Rob. Uh, we went to school together in high school. Uh, we had a, a very friendly couple hours uh, last uh, two weeks ago. Um, but Rob and I probably don't see. No, in all seriousness, Rob and I probably don't see yeah. eye to eye on some politics. Um, but none of that matters, right? Because uh, I know Rob's a good person yeah. and a good man, and 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 he knows I am. And at some point, we'll agree in a different area and work towards that. So same thing, you know, with you and I. I, I maybe we do or don't see eye to eye on certain things, and that's okay. I think, and that was one of the things I kind of wanted to touch on was is that that kind of has gone away right people that may disagree on different sides of the aisle can still get along and can still work together and can still make it accomplishments and i it just seems like the fringe portions are now taking so far hold that that's getting lost yeah and that's yeah and as you mentioned rob and christine just fun so fun watching them take uh, the rebel rebelton to the a whole nother level and a passion that they have. And so that, I mean, you know, it's, you know, even being on the outside of it, it's been fun watching their, their success and their enjoyment and making their brand uh, stick out there. But that, yeah. And that's, uh, I, that's where the, the primary system I'm not, you know, sets itself up for that. I'm a huge person for term limits for yeah. any, anybody. I think it needs to be long enough. I don't, I'm not, one of these like force I, you know it's like 18 i don't care how long it is but just right. at some point it needs to there needs to be term limits i think would be the best thing for both parties and then one of the things in the iowa legislature which you know just got kicked off this week and you know be watching it a little bit but uh, in the legislature all the the parties were all mixed together you picked your seats but you would be mixed in you might have a Democrat behind you or beside you right. and another Republican there and, and you develop some things. There was a basketball league, Wednesday night basketball league. The, you know, one of the, yeah, one of the lobbyists puts it together, but you get 20 people to show up like Tom Miller, the former AG or a few others that, you know, you might not normally mix with. And so there, there was mixers like that where I think at, you know, the new level, they're just, I'm not sure on the state level whether there's much like for that going on and nationally it's uh, just so polarized that there's there's nothing nothing close to a, a neutral on it. I mean I, I think certainly uh, someone like you who has obviously a lot of influence, right? Uh, do you still feel though even though you're out of politics that you have uh, I don't even want to say an no, I'm gonna say this. Do you feel like you have an obligation? Is that is that fair? Ah, okay. I've never I've never taken it that way. I still have an interest. I mean, I okay. You know, I 
I, yeah, no, I, I still have a genuine interest in politics and, uh, I mean, and, uh, and, your, and well, your kids, your yeah, kids, I'm, you know, do, do your kids kind of take some of that too. Yeah. 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 Somewhat. So yeah. Yeah. So it, they do, but, uh, it's like, I'm, I'm actually on the Harkin Institute board. So, uh, gotten to be friends. I mean, I mentioned Jerry Crawford, but, uh, friends yeah. with Tom and Ruth Harkin. So anyway, I mean, yeah. uh, and you know, we've all done the political ads and things like that, but you know, you find out, you know, genuine people and want the best things, uh, to, and you know, uh, things like that. So that, that's where you have to sort of break down a few of the things and, uh, get to the individual jewel. So it was like, uh, uh, President George W. Bush did an event over in Cedar Rapids for the Ho Herbert Hoover uh, Library over there, and they had a huge crowd, uh, you know, thousand people there. President of U of I was there, and all the Congress people, and uh, you know, I invited Tom Harkin because you know George Senior and Tom did the Disabilities Act, which has been probably one of those profound. Uh, uh, laws that's really had a just you know positive impact top to bottom and that was a bipartisan and uh so it's fun seeing them do a with george w a little interaction on that and uh so yeah so it was a nice mix yeah you, you know you know uh steve as someone who who grew up in eastern iowa and i had to, to uh acknowledge herbert hoover's uh, legacy. I had to play Hoover Ball, where where we had to throw a medicine ball <laughs> over a volleyball net. Ball. <laughs> so, Dude, at least once an episode, we have this podunk town story that Tim because has. it's it's terrible, and no matter how many times we have these brilliant former legislators <laughs> in, in the state of Iowa, <laughs> like Steve, like I, I've still, I've never heard. I've never heard a seven person uh, uh, Hoover ball before. Oh, but... Hoover ball. It's, it's the <laughs> because worst. Because it's from a tiny little bath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Hey, no, I will be bitter for a long time okay. about this. Uh, clearly. Uh, honestly. Uh, no, uh, Steve, uh, we are very grateful that you joined us on Old Man Strength. Um, Man, I I hope you join us again. Um, okay. We're 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 very happy that you could share a little bit about, frankly, everything. I feel like we didn't even scratch the surface of of everything that you you could share with us. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. Um, Chris and I should come down and do a tailgate and hang out with you for a while, uh, whether that be football or basketball or volleyball or whatever it is uh come down and hang out with you guys um we're very grateful for and we'll, we'll pull yeah yeah exactly we'll pull rob into it and uh yeah that'd be that'd be perfect that'd work. so yeah if we if we could get rob in there oh boy yeah uh uh for, forget that I, I shouldn't even give rob that credit frankly I know he's listening, but still. Rob, also paying no. the bills. We should give him a lot of credit. <laughs> <laughs> you're not very good. That's, that's why you're not on the business side of stuff, Tim. <laughs> that's why you're not allowed on the business side of stuff. 
No, no. Uh, Steve, thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate everything you have. Uh, is there anything like any type of thing you would like to share with our listeners? Oh, I'm, you know, I'm excited for, uh, you know, we've got a lot of strengths going on in the state of Iowa and uh, I'm, you know, truly excited for the, the Cyclone Nation the next few years. They, we've really got things teed up nicely and uh, uh, so I, I think uh, I think things are really going to really come together and uh, it'll be a, a great run. We've got great leaders at Iowa State and uh, good supporters. I mean, it's uh, and you'd sort of mentioned that, uh, you know, there's a good band of them, whether it's Steve Bergstrom, Richard Stark, uh, enjoy hanging with those guys. And so it's, you know, they they set the standard out there. So it's uh, nice to and they're genuine about it. So and, you know, Denny Elbaugh and the uh, all, the, like, all the crew, like uh, Jason Louch. And so anyway, like so it's, you know, it's, smile. yeah, absolutely. Ber Bergie, yeah. Bergie, yeah. it makes me smile. What a great, like, just ambassador. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Steve, well, I, I just want to jump in with uh, we have one little thing that I, I want to do. Uh, Steph Copley, who was on our podcast, I don't know if you know who Steph Copley is. Uh, she went on a rant at one point during our podcast and said that Tim and I had to shut the fuck up and just let her talk. So we decided to uh, make that a segment and we encourage our listeners to go uh, to go donate to the Young Women's Resource Center in honor of Steph. Hey, everybody, it's Steph Copley, the woman behind the STFU segment on the Old Man Strength podcast. When I told the guys I wanted to sponsor this segment, they recommended that I make a charitable donation instead. So that's what I did. I chose the Young Women's Resource Center in Des Moines, Iowa. They're a nonprofit that supports, educates, and advocates for girls and young women ages 10 to 24. Their whole goal is to make sure that these young women become strong, self-confident, and successful. And if you know me at all, you know that aligns with my goals as well. If you're interested and would like to donate, check them out at ywrc.com. Org and donate today. And remember, don't forget to STFU and listen every once in a while. Thanks. So before we let you go, we're going to, uh, Tim and I are going to shut the fuck up and just let you say whatever you want. The last time we did this, Andrew Downs came on and shit talked the Cyclone. So if you want to shit talk the Hawkeyes, you go right ahead. <laughs> well, just beside the supper I owe that uh, just settles, uh, I think we're in uh, good shape. I'll, I'll keep uh, tossing them out and I'll eventually be on the, on the, uh, the winning side. So anyway, uh, yeah, the only thing, yeah, yeah, Steph was supposed to leave her leave her shoes on the the basketball court after our last big Iowa State <laughs> win, but uh, that didn't happen. So, Amen. Steve, um, we are very grateful that you came on this podcast. Uh, I feel hey, like enjoyed it tremendously, Tim and Chris. So. Yeah, well, we'll we'll have you back because I feel like we only scratched the surface on the things that we want to talk about. So, uh, very grateful that you were a part of this. Uh, we're very grateful that all of our listeners have been a part of this. Um, Chris, is there anything else that we have not covered yet? We just want to. Uh, this is the new year, so uh, currently I'm unemployed. So maybe that means that Three Beards Media will really take off. <laughs> and the only way we can do that is for people to listen to our podcasts. Uh, 
Steve, I don't know if you know about Sigh of the Storm that has Marcus Pfizer and Brent Curvey on it. It's a Cyclone Reactions uh, podcast hosted by George Trice. Uh, so uh, we okay. encourage listeners to check that out. And uh, Hot Mess Happy Hour, which is hosted by some Hawkeye women that uh, talk about their craziness. Bigger Units, Tim's the other podcast, and then fill in the blank with Anya. But we really are going to launch. Uh, I don't know if you know who Sergeant Paul Parizic is uh, here in Des Moines, Iowa. Him and uh, uh, his wife, and in partnership with the Des Moines Police Department, we're going to be launching uh, uh, Inside the Tape, which is a uh, cold case podcast for local Des Moines stories, solved cases, and things like that. So we've really got a lot of great things uh, oh, wow. launching here, and, and uh, we just hope that everybody continues to listen. So, Well, you give them a great forum to do it. So well, thank you. great, great banter. Well, Steve, um, man, we are very grateful that you came on Old Man Strength. I, you, you're one of those people that I know. Uh, it's just excited to talk about the story that that, that is Iowa State sports, and it's and it's silly because, like, you know, you got idiots like Chris and I that shouldn't care about anything, but we do. We talk about these things. But there's someone like you that has actually invested not just your time and your energy and your money, but like all of those things. And so we're very grateful that you come on here and and uh, and just listen to like us two idiots do this thing. But we're very grateful. It's all part of the adventure. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, listener, once again, you have spent way too much time listening to uh, the handsomest uh, podcaster uh, known as Tim, as well as Chris Shipley, who's also present. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. No, we we are very thankful that you guys are listening to Old Man Strength. We are very, very grateful to our host, uh, Steve Sukup, who uh, has a lot more wisdom than we could ever hope to extract over this last hour. So thank you very much for listening to this. We hope you check out Revelton and all of our guests, and we will see you guys next time. (laughs) 